You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. the Spittin' Statistician, a.k.a. Clark Kent on a Halloween edition because you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Big shout out if you're listening on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio. If you are watching live on the Fantasy Sports YouTube live stream, you know that we are celebrating a Halloween edition. I got my kids. Candy here. If anybody wants to trick or treat and swing by Studio 34 of Rock and Riley's, Clark Kent will hold you down. A little bit of the Cam Newton pose that may happen going to break every now and then. I got my man Chris Bavona, the manimal, with me on the ones and twos. We are, you know, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. A huge. Not only is it a Halloween edition, but it is an NFL trading deadline edition of the Fantasy Freestyle. And listen, I told you last week, there are usually not a lot of trades in the NFL, but boy, did some come down today. Right as you woke up this morning, there was one blockbuster, Jay Ajayi, to the Philadelphia Eagles for a fourth-round pick. That after last night, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, finally gets traded away from the New England Patriots. He's going to the San Francisco 49ers. It looks like Kyle Shanahan finally has his quarterback. We'll discuss that a little while. You know, also the Seahawks get their offensive tackle help. And just in the last couple of hours, right before the deadline, the Carolina Panthers have traded away Kelvin Benjamin to the Buffalo Bills. We will break down all of these trades, the biggest winners, the biggest losers, and there was supposed to be one more trade. But in true Cleveland Browns fashion, it did not actually happen. I'll let you know what I'm talking about when we come back. As always, though, we got a poll question up on Twitter. Hit me up if you want, at Spittin' Speed. You can always ask me questions when you do. Use the hashtag StatsOverBeat so I know you're part of the Fantasy Freestyle Cypher. Our question today, with waivers about to run tomorrow on a waiver wire Wednesday, who are you most likely to target? Is it one of these Dolphins running backs like Kenyon Drake, like Damian Williams, now that Jay Ajayi is in the city of brotherly love with his LGBT rights friend? Is it a Dallas Cowboys running back? We have gotten word Ezekiel Elliott was not granted his injunction. The suspension is back on. However, as I have said before, I have a sneaky feeling that the legal story is not completely written yet and that Zeke Elliott, his team, and the NFLPA will still be able to make some moves. We're also going to react to Monday Night Football. Yo, 
for the second week in a row. I nailed Monday Night Football, and I also told you who to use my little Monday Night Football trick on. I hope you listen, because now you may have an asset moving forward. When we come back, we're going to get into this. It's a big-time show, breaking down the trading deadline and all the news from the NFL, and, of course, your calls at 844-843-6879. We're dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, I'm Frank Stanfield, and here is Greg Sussman of the Fantasy Football Best Friends Forever. What can you tell me about the DKMS Big Game Challenge? All you need to do is answer four trivia questions correctly, and you are going to the big game in Minnesota on February 4th. How do I get involved? Keep listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day and find out when we're playing. The showtime changes to make sure you're always locked and loaded. I'm in. And you can be in, too. Just make sure you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network every day up until the big game because we're trying to give away tickets for you in Minnesota. It's the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Murder was the case that they gave me. You know what it is. It's a Halloween edition of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I told you we got a lot to get into today. We didn't even talk about World Series Game 6, which is going to be popping off tonight as well. I wonder if Rich Hill might go a little bit longer than four innings. Has the pendulum swung too far, and these guys are a little bit too quick to go to the bullpen. This, this off The offenses are eating the bullpens alive in the World Series. All right. Let's get into it, though, here. You know, dropping stats over beats. You know how we do here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Later on, we're going to open up the phone lines, and I know a lot of people will have some questions at 844-843-6879. How to deal with the news of the Ezekiel Elliott suspension being back on. How to deal with some of these trades and their implications. Let me first talk about Ezekiel Elliott for the hot second. I have maintained the same position all season long. I have said to people that I don't think he's going to miss any time this year. I think this legalese and this mumbo-jumbo will continue. I have no idea. You know, listen, literally as soon as the news broke last night, I had people on Twitter hitting me up like, yo, Zika suspended. What should I do? What should I do? And I felt like not responding to people because I still think that something is going to happen. The NFLPA or Zeke's legal team will pull a rabbit out of their hat, either appeal and bonk for all of the judges or take it to another district. I believe there will be another appeal or injunction and ultimately Zeke will not miss time this year. I still believe it. I believe this is now yet another time, guys that if you have Alfred Morris, if you have Darren McFadden, my advice is to sell them right now when other people in the league think that they will be the starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys because I don't. And here's the other thing. Honestly, if I'm wrong and I have been wrong before, people let me know on Twitter all the time. Even if that is the case, this offensive line for Dallas is not like what everyone thinks of as the best in the league like they have been over the last three to four years. This offensive line has taken a step back this year. So you need a back with the talent of Ezekiel Elliott to produce in that run game. I don't think Alfred Morris, I don't think Darren McFadden, I don't think either of those guys are studly enough to be these guys that you need to run and go ahead and snap up and get. I think if you own Morris, if you own McFadden, 
flip them now while you still can. Let me also talk about some of these trades and my reaction to them. First of all, the first thing I saw last night, Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded to the 49ers. Here's what I think this means. First of all, I think this means that Brian Hoyer, who was cut in a corresponding move, I think before you know the week is out, we're going to hear that Brian Hoyer signs with the New England Patriots to finish his career where he started, backing up Tom Brady. I also think this means, you know, I heard a report that the Patriots were just worried going into the season, would Tom Brady fall off a cliff? Because that can happen when you're, you know, at your age, whatever it is, 73 season, which Tom Brady seems to be. They saw it with Peyton Manning. You've seen it with other quarterbacks that reach this age. And they wanted Jimmy G as kind of like the insurance just in case he fell off a cliff. They now realize that Brady maintains his play, and they continue, and then they go ahead and flip him for an asset. The Browns' second-round pick is pretty much going to be one of the first ones in that round. So then when you think about it, if the Patriots have something like pick, oh, I don't know, 29 and Cleveland's pick, which is like, oh, I don't know, 34, I can see them t- packaging those and moving up in the first round for some one of these quarterbacks in a very quarterback-heavy draft to learn under Tom Brady for the last two or three years. I think that's interesting. I also think it means that Kirk Cousins will not be signing with the San Francisco 49ers. I think the 49ers have their guy, but I don't think it's going to be an impact in the short term. People are asking me, yo, do I bump up Pierre Garçon? Not in the short term. However, next season, I believe Pierre Garçon, a guy like George Kittle, Marcus Goodwin, all these guys, I think there's going to be some things, especially some big plays out of San Francisco next year. I like Jimmy G. If you can get Jimmy G in a dynasty league and stash him, you have a starting quarterback next year. Then I woke up this morning to the news of Jay Ajayi getting traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. Let me tell you something. I love this deal. As you know, I have been high on the Philadelphia Eagles since before the season starts. I said I think Carson Wentz will take a step forward. I said I think the Eagles win the NFC East. I had the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. I got trolled and laughed at for that. But here's the thing. Kudos to their front office, okay? Look at what they have done in the last couple of weeks. I mean, listen, they got... Uh, Alshon Jeffrey in the offseason. LeGarrette Blunt in the offseason. Torrey Smith in the offseason. They signed the guy Long on the line as part of that rotation, along with Timmy Jernigan in that rotation. Traded for Ronald Darby to impact their secondary. And word is he is coming back. And by the way, they were 7-1 and one without him. Now this, they go and get Jay Ajayi. Let me tell you something. They are pushing. Loria is pushing his chips to the middle of the table. They're thinking they can do it right now. And I love it. When there's not dominant teams in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers is out injured. Seattle dealing with that offensive line. Zeke may be getting suspended. The NFC South is sort of a mess between Atlanta. Is New Orleans really for real? They sense an opportunity and I love it. I think this hurts LeGarrette Blunt. He may still be the goal line back. They're saying he's still the lead back. I don't believe it. I think ultimately by the time the fantasy playoffs are around, this is going to be Jay Ajayi in early downs and this is going to be still Wendell Smallwood in pass catch Downs. I think Wendell Smallwood keeps his pass catching role. Remember, Jay Ajayi does struggle with the knee injuries, so you still have LeGarrette Blunt there. I love what the Philadelphia Eagles have done. And then also, under, you know, with all this flurry of moves, we haven't heard much about it. The Seattle Seahawks got a stud left tackle today, okay? They go ahead and got Dwayne Brown, the left tackle from the Houston Texans, who had a holdout earlier in the season, just came back for that for his first game, which was up in Seattle, so they got a good look at him. I think that this is important for Seattle. 
They gave up their cornerback, uh, Jeremy Lane, who was opposite Sherman, but they liked their other guys, uh, Shaq Griffin and Justin Coleman. They liked their other cornerbacks, making this a uh, tradable asset. There were rumors out there that the Seahawks might trade Jimmy Graham. That did not happen. They maintained their offense. Getting protection for Russell Wilson had to be a priority for the Seattle Seahawks, and they did just that. Okay, and then we thought we was done. Right before the trade deadline, though, right before the trade deadline, the Carolina Panthers traded Kelvin Benjamin to the Bills. What are the Bills doing exactly? Acquiring Kelvin Benjamin, acquiring Jordan Matthews, but then trading away Marcel Darius? It's weird. What are they really doing? Do they view themselves as a contender? I think they do. I think they were doing this for the culture of the locker room to get rid of Darius. Their defense has been, I believe they are third in the NFL in terms of points per game, giving up only 16 points per game. I think this really helps Tyrod Taylor. When Jordan Matthews is back healthy, and Ty- and you have uh, Kelvin Benjamin, We went. this went from being a laughing stock, and I used to say you could put 53 men in the box against uh, Shady McCoy. You can't do that anymore, okay? Kelvin Benjamin, Jordan Matthews, when Charles Clay comes back, which should happen not this weekend but next weekend, those are three legitimate NFL pass catchers. You put that with Shady McCoy as well, Tyrod Taylor, who's being efficient, and that defense, and I believe the Buffalo Bills made a very nice move today getting Kelvin Benjamin. On the other side of things, I think you got to boost up Devin Funches, who now, in my opinion, becomes the number one wide receiver there, but here's the other guy. Here's the guy that you need to target, in my opinion, okay? Curtis Samuel. The second-round draft pick out of Ohio State. Remember, they drafted McCaffrey and Samuel because they wanted these weird chess pieces they could move around. Just like how in New Orleans when they traded Adrian Peterson away and it cleared the way for rookie Alvin Kamara, I think this move clears the way for rookie Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel is a very interesting wide receiver. Go check out if he is available in your league. I think it is very, very interesting. And now check this out. Okay. I said that Bill's Panthers trade was made right after the deadline. You know what trade was actually made, but not right by the deadline? Apparently, it's so Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns apparently had a deal in place for Cincinnati Bengals backup quarterback A.J. McCarrion. This has been a guy been in the news that a lot of teams have been inquiring about over the last like two years, I would say, as a quality backup in the same camp as Jimmy Garoppolo. Apparently, they had a deal in place, but just did not get the paperwork into the league office in time. The dumpster fire that is the Cleveland Browns continues. Now you have the media and other teams in their division playing them for a fool as the jokers they are. I think we're going to see regime change in Cleveland before too long. I also want to say this. In Indianapolis, there was talk of T.Y. Hilton. There was talk of Frank Gore maybe getting moved. Talk of Dante Moncrief maybe getting moved. You know what that means to me? That means that Andrew Luck is not playing all season, guys. Come on, think about it, okay? They are looking to break this down. They know they have no shot this year. They know they are not bringing um, Andrew Luck back in if they're looking to throw away some of their weapons, okay? I think the Eagles are big winners. The Seahawks are big winners. I like what the 49ers are doing in the long term. Nothing's going to happen for them this year, and they still have, you know, draft picks aplenty that they got from the trade with the Chicago Bears, okay? Remember in that Mitchell Trubisky-Solomon Thomas deal. And also, 
I'm happy for Brian Hoyer. I think Brian Hoyer is going to sign with the New England Patriots. I'm happy for him to be with a, you know, a championship caliber team and have a chance to win a Super Bowl late in his career, right where he started. And it does look like maybe Tom Brady's going to play forever. So uh, maybe they were okay moving Jimmy G. When we come back, my breakdown of Monday Night Football and my other hot waiver wire ads for Week 9. You know what it is, Fantasy Freestyle with your boy Speeds or Clark Kent. Hunter Henry, Sterling Shepard, Michael Thomas. These three NFL sophomores are not due to slump. They're due to break out, just like the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. In year two, things are only getting better. Make sure to listen live and download the app, FNTSY Radio. It's free and it's 24-7. The best fantasy sports content is on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You know what it is. We're dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's a Halloween edition, so you got your boy Clark Kent holding you down, hoping you win your leagues and win that cash. I told you about my reactions to a lot of the stuff that happened in the trading deadline. I think the big winners are guys like Tyrod Taylor, guys like Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams. Listen, I think Kenyon Drake gets the early down work in Miami. I think Damian Williams is a very interesting PPR guy. I think he's going to be the guy in passing downs, and if you're in a PPR setting, that could be very valuable. I think Tyrod is very much helped out with the addition of Kelvin Benjamin. When you have Benjamin, Jordan Matthews, and Charles Clay, that is a lot more representative than what they used to have out there, and I think that's what they're going to have down the stretch. Maybe it's going to take a couple of weeks for Kelvin Benjamin to get fully integrated, for Charles Clay to come back, but watch out for the Bills' offense. Tyrod Taylor is sneaky, not turning the ball over, and you know you got Shady McCoy as an RB one. In Carolina, I think he got to boost Devin Funches. I think you also got to boost Curtis Samuel. I think he might be the main beneficiary the same way Alvin Kamara, the kid, was when New Orleans made that trade a couple of weeks ago with the Arizona Cardinals. All right. Yesterday on the, t- on the show, I told you about Monday Night Football. First of all, I told you on Monday Night Football that my diamond for Monday Night Football was going to be Travis Kelsey. I told you that against the no-fly zone, the wide receivers are not the greatest, and that Denver is great against the run as well. That left the tight end. He was my diamond for Monday Night Football. What happened? Travis Kelsey, seven catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown. I'd have to say your boy Speeds, the spitting statistician, held you down on that one. My fugazi for the game on Monday Night Football, it was C.J. Anderson. Now, C.J. Anderson got you eight points, right? I believe, or nine in PPR settings, but here's the thing that's interesting to me. Booker, 40 yards in the run game. Jamal Charles, 39 yards in the run game. That's another 80 yards, basically, that are going to other elements of this committee. And I also think that Booker is going to be the guy in passing situations. He had three catches, um, only one for Jamal Charles, only one for C.J. Anderson. I think Devontae Booker is starting to grow in this role. As you know, I always tell you, in some formats, on some websites, you can also pick up a guy from Monday Night Football before the game 
and drop someone on your team if you have that last kind of revolving door spot at the bottom of your roster. I told you Jamal Charles was interesting because he was only 26% owned, but I told you that Devontae Booker was only 2% owned, and I believe if you now have him on the bottom of your roster, you have an asset that is appreciating and could be flipped moving forward. But I got to tell you something. I think the Broncos are going to have a new quarterback next week. They cannot run Trevor Simeon out there. Trevor Simeon looked bad. He went 19-36, 198 yards. He had a touchdown. It was garbage time, might I add. And we'll talk about that garbage time touchdown a little bit later, either on this show or most likely tomorrow when we go through our hashtag Game of Inches nominees. Hey, Bavona, we have some great Game of Inches nominees this week. Some of them coming from this game. Someone got burned by that very garbage time touchdown that Trevor Simeon threw. We'll talk about that and how other people got burned when we have a lot of time, probably on tomorrow's show because there was so much with the Zeke word and also with the trading deadline today. But I think Simeon is going to be out as quarterback. I think by the time we're talking later in the week and by Friday, we're talking about, unfortunately, I think it's going to be Brock Osweiler in an interim capacity, and then they're going to give the kid Paxton Lynch a look. I really think that Vance Joseph will not be able to keep the locker room, to be quite honest, if uh, he continues to go back to Trevor Simeon, the the broadcasters, Gruden, was speculating that they might make the change at halftime last night. They didn't. I think they still should because he, you know, he had like two good games to start the year, but he has been blunt guts trash since then. All right, I told you though, Travis Kelsey was my diamond. Fugazi, C.J. Anderson returned decent, like eight nine points, whatever. But watch this backfield. It is a a committee with Jamal Charles and my guy, who I would sneakily add, Devonte Booker. All right, here's what I also want to do. On Tuesday, on every Tuesday, I give you my uh, waiver wire ads. Now, there's a lot more because of these moves, right? It's freed up a lot more people. The Dolphins running backs, guys like Drake and Williams. The Cowboys running backs, guys like McFadden and Morris, although I do not believe in them. I've said it many times before. I do believe in a guy like Drake. I do believe in a guy like Damian Williams in PPR settings. But there's some other guys out there. Remember, Alex Collins last week on Thursday Night Football, the River Dancer, he looked good going for, I believe it was 118 yards. He's only owned in 35% of leagues. And they are going to ride him moving forward, especially if there's no Joe Flacco. This Ravens team will try to win games just like Jacksonville, just like Tennessee, with their their defense and their run game, and that is Alex Collins. People are making fun of his Irish jig and whatnot, but he does legitimately have good feet. I like them. If everybody else is looking at uh, Dallas and looking at Miami, don't forget about Alex Collins. He's only uh, owned in about 35% of leagues, okay? I like you know Drake to be the early down guy. I think Williams is the interesting ad, though, in PPR settings especially. Orleans Darkwa is still under 50%. I do not believe in Orleans Darkwa, okay? I think these other guys, especially out there in Miami, are much more viable. I'd like Alex Collins over them. Also, listen, I told you to hop off Darkwell. He had 35 yards the week after that 117 against Denver. I think it's a committee with Gallman. They're still behind that bad offensive line. I do not believe in Orleans Darkwell, okay? Who I do like, though, is what about Marlon Mack? 
I think Marlon Mack is growing. Listen, Indianapolis was looking to trade Frank Gore today, trade T.Y. Hilton, trade Dante Moncrief. They were looking to move on. And I think part of moving on means Marlon Mack is going to grow in his role. He's 45% owned. I think it's going to get bigger and bigger. Marlon Mack, by the time the fantasy playoffs come around, could be a viable option. Another guy who's, I think, trending in the same direction is Matt Breida over there in San Francisco. He's only 9% owned, okay? Now, San Francisco is obviously kind of looking to the future as well. I could see when Garoppolo gets involved in what I would think would be about two weeks after their bye, which I believe is coming up either week 10 or 11. After that happens, that's when Jimmy G is going to be in there. I really think they're going to start. he's going to start to build chemistry with guys like Kittle, guys like Garcon, and guys like Matt Breida. I think Breida and Marlon Mack are some other speculative ads that will take time but will eventually – uh, you know, do some things. That wide receiver, Juju. Juju Smith-Schuster is only 48% owned after his 193 yards and a touchdown uh, last week on Sunday Night Football. He is Martavis Bryant moving forward. Had 10 targets. That was tied for the team lead. You know about it. And you want the good Juju on your team. So I endorse that. I do not believe, however... And Paul Richardson. Okay, everyone's popping off on Paul Richardson. He had his two-touchdown game. That was his best week. Okay, he's like the Macarena, like Mambo number five. I think he's a one-hit wonder. He's at 31%. I really think him and Lockett, either one of them, I don't really buy. I think they're kind of committee behind Doug Baldwin and Jimmy Graham, so I don't buy that. I also don't buy D.D. Westbrook. I've heard too much about D.D. Westbrook uh, over the last couple weeks. Yeah, he's coming back. But why would you want the second or third wide receiver on a team like Jacksonville where they try to win with Blake? Bortles throwing the ball 10 times. I wouldn't want that kind of potential. I don't think I'm seeing targets if I'm a D.D. Westbrook owner. I wouldn't do it. Robbie Anderson is decent. He's the guy that may pop off for the Jets. He's only owned in 29% of leagues. But let me tell you about a couple guys I do like. Jamison Crowder. Jameson Crowder is 60% owned, okay, so he doesn't really fit this definition. But with all this drama at, at, uh, with Terrell Pryor and Josh Dotson, uh, it's Jameson Crowder that's in the slot, that's the quick-hitting guy. And with the Redskins, the Washington football team, having lost all their offensive linemen, they are eviscerated on the offensive line. This is going to become a volume dink-and-dunk offense. Chris Thompson out of the backfield and Jameson Crowder in the slot on a quick kind of two-way go routes. I like Jameson Crowder to get healthy after that hip injury that he had and being in the doghouse, I think Crowder is the Washington wide receiver to own. I told you Corey Davis is coming back soon for the Tennessee Titans. This guy has all-world skill. I have heard comparisons of him to Terrell Owens. Okay, I don't think he's going to be Terrell Owens right away, but I do think he takes the place of a guy like Eric Decker. I do think he becomes the most dynamic pass catcher in that offense ahead of Rashard Matthews, ahead of you know Delaney Walker and the folks out there. And also, you guys, if you listen to the show, you know the guy I'm going to say. He's 60 percent owned as well down in Atlanta it's a new day Muhammad Sanu okay in his last two games since he's been back averaging over eight targets a game had 10 targets last week and a touchdown I think as people focus on Julio this is the true wide receiver too that gets it done and a tight end I don't believe in Jack Doyle everyone thinks he's popped off he's only owned in 50 percent you could probably go ahead and get yourself some Jack Doyle I don't believe in it you know who I believe in at the tight end position, I go back to the Washington football team, not to one of these wide receivers down the field. But if it's 
you know, not Jameson Crowder and it's not Chris Thompson, it's going to be a case of VD. Vernon Davis is going to burn you up, okay? Because Jordan Reed is not going to play. He's Mr. Glass with that hamstring injury. I don't buy it. Vernon Davis is only 12% owned. I think he can do some work. I also like Tyler Croft at the tight end position. He's almost 50% owned as well. He was the leading receiver for the Bengals in terms of receptions last week as teams focus on A.J. Green. They have an interesting matchup this week. I believe they have Jacksonville, so you know those guys on the outside could do some coverage. The security blanket might be Tyler Croft. Okay, I see you guys. We're getting on the phone lines, okay? We're going to go to a quick break. And then when we go to the phone lines, I see you guys out there. I see you, Paulie. I see you, Mario, Josh, Trey, Joe out there in San Diego. When we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle, we're going to open up the phone lines and we're going to help you guys deal with all the news today, the trades that happened, the Zeke news, your waiver wire ads. There's a ton to get to, and we're going to help you out dropping stats over beats right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. The number to call is 844-843-6879. When we come back, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the calls and I'm going to help you out. We're going to help you get a W for week nine. I'm going to help you take advantage of the trading deadline and the moves that were made today because I think there's some efficiencies out there, okay? Damian Williams, in my opinion, in PPR. Curtis Samuel gets a boost, in my opinion, in Carolina. And nothing's happening in San Francisco for a couple of weeks. It's going to take Jimmy Garoppolo a little bit of time. And don't expect Kelvin Benjamin in two days on Thursday night football against the Jets, okay? I don't think that's going to happen. We're going to react to it all. 844-843-6879. I see you on the phone lines. We're going to open them up when we come back. Fantasy Freestyle, you heard. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. It's just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. There's a little nightmare on my street. We got Chris Bavona, my man, the manimal. Uh, keep it so hot that we sweat steam on the Fantasy Freestyle. It's a Halloween edition, so a little nightmare on my street, little Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Like I said, though, we are going to go to the phones because your boy Clark Kent right here has to hook you up. So we go here, 844-843-6879. We open up the phones, hashtag dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle. We started with Paulie T in Eastchester. Paulie T, a friend of the show. Dilly dilly. How can we help you uh, deal with all this nonsense today, Paulie? What's going on? Not too much. I uh, hope all is well with you guys. Absolutely. Uh, I just want to say what I just want to say. Whatever they're paying you, it's not enough. You're doing a great job. Thank you, um, thank you. Hey, Bavona, can we clip that? <laughs> can we clip that? We gotta get that. Okay, we gotta get that. We gotta hear yeah, someone. I, I need that uh, somewhere yeah, that, on a commercial. Thank you so much, Paul. That was unsolicited, and I appreciate it. How can I help you, my man? No, no, you're doing a great job. Um, you pretty much answer answer all my questions that I just listened to, but I'll, I'll throw it out anyway. So I'm gonna pretty much gonna sit Winston. It's a quarterback question yeah. uh, between Tyrod Taylor, 
versus uh, Matt Stafford and uh, getting your opinion. I'm hearing on Williams and Drake. I'm in a 12-man PPR. I'm, I guess I'm thinking Williams. Yeah, I like Williams in PPR settings. I think he's going to be the pass-catching back, Paulie T. I got to tell you, you know, and I think it might be something where Drake is like kind of your average running back that's going to get you, what, maybe 50, 60 yards on the ground in a game. And Williams, you know, in PPR settings, all he really needs to do is catch three or four balls, and he can do just the same. And I think that has a better chance of happening in a sustained fashion than riding a guy who, after all, is a backup in Kenyon Drake. As it regards to your uh, Tyrod Taylor, or Matthew Stafford. I like Stafford's matchup. I like Stafford's matchup against Green Bay this week, okay? I mean, I think Tyrod does get a bump up eventually from Kelvin Benjamin, but I don't expect him to be ready in 48 hours to know a whole new playbook because they're playing Thursday night football, okay? So I, uh, and they're they're the road team. So give me Matthew Stafford. Give me Matthew Stafford against Green Bay. I have him as my sixth-ranked quarterback for this week. And thanks for the love, Paulie T, giving me a quote that Bavona, we got to cut and use on the show, uh, you know, in case anybody knows uh, how hard I grind. Thanks for the call. I really appreciate it, Paul E.T. Keeping it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let's go to Mario. Mario is out west in Sacramento. He's got, uh, he's got a bunch of questions for some wideouts out there oh, and how to respond. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. You know what it is, Mario. What's going on? Hashtag <laughs> dropping stats over What's beats. Going on, man? I'm chilling, Bobby. How are you? I'm doing really good, man. Thanks for taking my call. Um, it's my second year in fantasy sports. You know, I took home the Tolo Bowl last year. I'm tied for first right now, so doing pretty good, man. Worst to first. I like it, Mario. Let's keep it going. Let's help you keep a uh, sustained excellence. What's going on? All right. So, uh, so I got four questions. I wrote them all down, ready to go. Uh, first question is, well, before that, I actually traded uh, Wentz for Jarvis Landry, um, Feeling and the Jags defense because I have Watson. Yeah, if you have Watson, then um, so I like trading runs. Yeah, go ahead. Right. So my four questions are Jarvis Landry, uh, uh, Jarvis Landry for Jai because the whole thing that went down earlier this morning, I gave him the bird in the hand thing and made the trade. So comment flip flops. Wanted your thoughts about that. Uh, what to do with Thielen and Diggs on the same team? Uh, what? Uh, who to start between Marlon Mack or Darko? But I think you just answered that about ten minutes ago. Yep. And last but not least. Uh, who should I start between Funches and Gant? Yeah, so I love Funches. I love Funches uh, moving forward. I think he's now the number one guy there, so I like that one. I uh, hate Darkwa. I got no love. For, I got no love for Orleans Darkwa. Okay, so I'll go Marlon Mack there. Listen, in terms of Diggs or Thielen, I think they are one of the only tandems in the NFL that you could actually ride out with both of them. I know that's scary because if they get shut down, then it's a problem. But I can see Diggs getting in the end zone and Thielen in PPR settings still being big. Okay, so I like I like um, both of them. I think you're fine with that. If you want to, however, if you you're, think you need to, you're make... not worried about um, the quarterback play. Or, no, I'm not. Um, there was one week. Whether or not Bradford coming back or no, Bridgewater. I'm not worried about the quarterback play. You saw Case Keenum now has been. I don't think Bradford is coming back. To be honest, I think it's going to be Keenan for the next like yeah. three or four weeks, and then ultimately Teddy Bridgewater. But Keenan, ever since he's been in that situation with them, and wasn't just like a surprise guy that came in in the middle of the game. I think he's been absolutely just fine. Okay, if you were worried about being invested okay. too much in the Minnesota Vikings, it's fine to trade one of them and maybe get a stud, a true elite stud, because you've been talking about guys like Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. Thielen, right? These are like wide-out twos that you have. If you want a package, you know, say, um, 
one of them, either it's Thielen or Diggs, and maybe a low-end running back and get a true stud, a wide-out one or an RB1, I'd be okay with that, all right? I'd be okay with that if that's the way you want to play it because you're worried about being too invested, right? Because then let's say all of a sudden you're in the fantasy playoffs and the Minnesota Vikings happen to only score 10 points in Week 15. Then you're screwed, okay? So I understand it, but I think on a week-to-week basis they're one of the few combos where it is okay. Uh, Mario, thanks for the call, man. I got to keep it moving. I got other people to get to. I think you may have had one more call, but question, but I got lost in it with Landry and Ajayi and all that. So hit me up on Twitter at Spittin' Speeds. We use the hashtag StatsOverBeats, and I'll be sure to help you out. Up next on the Fantasy Freestyle, we go to Trey. Trey is in South Carolina, and Trey, it sounds like he has a running back issue. Let's try to help him out here on a Halloween edition of the Fantasy Freestyle. You're dropping stats over beats. Oh, man, Bavona. It sounds like Trey dropped. No problem. We got some other people we can go to. Instead, we're going to Joe in San Diego, like a whale's keiko muscles right there. Hey, uh, Joe out there in San Diego, how can we help you out on Halloween here on the Fantasy Freestyle? What's up, Joe? Hey, what's up, man? So um, this week I'm hurting really badly at the wide receiver position because I got Antonio Brown, Chris Hogan, and Stephon Diggs all on by. They sure are. Yeah, so uh, I'm a wide receiver. I'm obviously starting Michael Thomas, and I have Ted Jinn at wide receiver two. But I'm sort of stuck on my flex option because I got – I'm either choosing between Devontae Parker, Paul Richardson, Corey Davis, or – um, Robbie Anderson. I think Devontae Parker is fine. I think Devontae Parker is fine if he comes back, and I expect him to come back this week, okay? I think Devontae Parker is going to finally make his return from that ankle injury. And listen, man, they are going up against the Oakland Raiders. The Oakland Raiders are a bad pass defense, okay? I'm looking it up right now. The Oakland Raiders are, yeah, they are 21st in the league against the pass. They are 26th in the league defensively overall. I think Devontae Parker is... If he is back healthy, I think he is a viable option. If you want another guy potentially off the waiver wire, if you listen to earlier in the show, if Juju Smith-Schuster is available, you can go out and grab him. Jamison Crowder I like. Mohamed Sanu. Corey Davis I like as well. But it sounds like you're looking more for an answer for just this week because you got studs like Diggs and AB on by. So for this week, I think uh, Devontae Parker, if he is available, is a viable option for you. That's where I would go, Joe. Hopefully you get a W, all right? Dropping stats over beats on the Fantasy Freestyle. We got time for a couple more calls. Let's keep it moving here. Let's go to Cliff in Boston. Cliff in Boston is another friend of the show. Dilly dilly. Hey, uh, Cliff, how can we help you out here on the Fantasy Freestyle? What's going on, man? All right, I just got offered a massive power move. All right, let's hear it. need your advice before I click accept or reject. All right, let's hear it. Hey, do me a favor. Don't tell me who is on your team and who's on the other team. Just give me the trade. So it could be like a Perfect. blind taste right. test, you know? Perfect. So team one is going to be Carlos Hyde, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and Jimmy Graham. Okay. Team two is going to be Devontae Freeman, uh, Keenan Allen, and Buck Allen. This is a standard league. This is standard? Yeah. Okay, the fact that it's standard makes Buck Allen 
uh, far less important to me, okay? Because I think Alex Collins is that in-between-the-tackles guy. He's the guy that's going to be in the early down work. I would have liked Buck Allen if I could have got his, you know, four or five catches a game, but that is not the case. Let me tell you something. I think the gap between D-Hop and Keenan Allen is bigger than the gap between Devontae Freeman and Carlos Hyde, if that makes sense to you, okay? So I think DeAndre Hopkins is the more elite wide receiver in relation to Keenan Allen than Devontae Freeman is in relation to Carlos Hyde, if that makes sense. So, and because I think Jimmy Graham is a better get than Buck Allen in PPR settings, it sounds like to me, I like the Carlos Hyde, DeAndre Hopkins, Jimmy Graham side of this deal. But then again, my man, I don't know, you know, who, what other running backs or wideouts you set you would have. Which team are you in this? So I'm actually the, the DeAndre Hopkins owner. Now, the reason why I was kind of entertaining it is because I am in the market for a running back. Right. At wide receiver, I've got right wide receiver, I've got Doug Baldwin, I've got Devontae Parker, and I've got Nelson Aguilar. And you'd be so getting figured, Keenan Allen back. But listen, besides Doug Baldwin, none of those guys are like winning you the week. You know what I mean? Um, so I understand if you need the running back. Listen, if you're in a position where you think you need the running back, then I think it's okay, Cliff. Then I think it's okay because, yes, Devontae Freeman is a stud and is an upgrade for Carlos Hyde. It just really hurts to give away DeAndre Hopkins. Those targets are going to continue to come from Deshaun Watson. But I think it's a fair trade for you if you want to go ahead and improve at running back. Devontae Freeman will do that. And you better also have another tight end if you're going to ship away Jimmy Graham but thanks for the call. Yo, we got time, Bovona, for one more. Let's take Chris in Cali. Let's take Chris in Cali. Hey, Chris, you're up against the break, so do me a favor. Just give me the question real quick. I know you're doing well. I'm okay. Everyone's happy. You love the show. I appreciate it. Just give me what's good, Chris. Let's help you out here for we be done. All right, um, so I'm forced to uh, play Andy Dalton this week against the, ja- against the Jags, I- I- and I have their defense. Um, sh- should I drop the Bills defense or should I drop somebody like Jordan Matthews for a Alex Collins or a Paul Richardson or somebody off the waiver wire, you know, j- j- just for this week? And this is a 12-man standard. Yeah, it sounds like your problem is really at quarterback, not at running back, because you don't want to have Andy Dalton going up against that defense. So, yeah, I think you can drop Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews has not shown himself to be anything for me, and the Buffalo Bills just got another wide receiver that I think is going to take more opportunity away from him. So I do, in fact, think that's fine. I'm sorry, my man, though. We're up against the break, Chris, so I got to go. We're going to be dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. I'll try and take one or two more calls when we get back, because big day. I got to help you out. Fantasy Freestyle. This offensive line for Dallas is not like what everyone thinks of as the best in the league like they have been over the last three to four years. This offensive line has taken a step back this year. So you need a back with the talent of Ezekiel Elliott to produce in that run game. I don't think Alfred Morris, I don't think Darren McFadden, I don't think either of those guys are studly enough to be these guys that you need to run and go ahead and snap up and get. Weekdays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
can't be your Superman, can't be your Superman, can't be your Superman, your Superman, your Superman. I'm Clark Kent right now. Maybe I'll be Superman a little bit later on, but that's another story. You know what it is. It's fantasy freestyle, dropping stats over beats. And let me tell you something. I love my callers here on the fantasy freestyle. The cipher is strong. Hashtag stats over beats. And I hope. That it's someone from my show that wins this contest we're running, okay, with DKMS. We're doing a trivia contest, okay? You could win two tickets to that game up there in Minnesota where Justin Timberlake is doing the halftime show. We're going to have a trivia contest rotating around different shows on the network. When I get it on this network, someone on the site better go ahead and get four questions right. That's what you got to do. Get four questions right. And they're no easy softballs either, okay? I'm going to be giving you these hard questions, but hopefully someone on the cipher can get all four right and can win tickets up there to uh, you know that game where Justin Timberlake is doing the halftime show. They tried it on Mob Guys Fantasy Best Friends forever today no one got past level two all right so when it comes to the fantasy freestyle i want to see a better showing out of you guys tomorrow it'll be on on target fantasy hour uh four to six p.m eastern time all right speaking of my cypher i got to get back to you guys we only got a couple of minutes left but i want to try and help some people out let's go to chris in canada right now chris in canada what's up uh what you got going on today how can i help you hey what's going on man love the costume by the way (laughs) thank you uh, quick question though. So my receivers are trash, okay. absolute dumpster juice. Trash. I know what it is. I know and, what it is. Uh, let me know your thoughts on this. So I'm trying, so two things I'm thinking about doing. Uh, one, picking up uh, D.D. Westbrook and stashing him on my IR spot. Yeah, I'm not and a huge two, fan of D.D. Westbrook. Okay, he's on the Jacksonville yeah, Jaguars. How much offense in the passing game do you really expect out of them, especially for the second or third option in the pass game? I don't expect him to blow up. Maybe next year, though, if it's a dynasty league, I like that as a stash. What's your second question? And the second thing I was thinking about doing is um, uh, apparently this uh, blurb came out that Josh Gordon is meeting with the reinstatement guys tomorrow. Yeah, I saw so that. What, what do you think? I saw that. <laughs> Listen, I, A, I don't believe anything's really going to happen. B, why would you invest in the Cleveland Browns right now? You know, like they, they're going to go with Deshaun Kaiser at quarterback. I, I do not. That's not an offense I want to invest in. If you listen to my show, I'm telling you, there's so many bad offenses in the league. I don't want parts of any of these offenses because I don't think that any of them really have the potential to pop. I like the way you're thinking. I just don't think that Westbrook and the Jaguars or Gordon and the Browns are really going to return any value at least this year. Well, I got time for one more question. Let's go down to Tampa. Another Chris. Chris down in Tampa real quick because we're running out of time. Uh-huh. What's your question? So, man, trade offer, bud. Um, Des Spencer or for Jared McKinnon? Who for? Who? My Des. Say it again. Des, Des Bryant. Des Bryant and for uh, Jarek McKinnon, half point PPR. I like the Jarek McKinnon Des. side much better. I don't think Des is a elite wide receiver the way a lot of other people do. I think quality cornerbacks can shut him down. I think McKinnon is getting very, very valuable in that Minnesota run game and in the passing game. You said it was a half point PPR. I like the McKinnon side of that. We only got one more minute left. Josh in New Jersey, real quick, because we're up against it. Just tell me the question real quick, brother man. Yeah, so uh, it was a trade question. So it was Mike Evans for um, Lamar Miller, Amari Cooper, 
and uh, Jack Doyle. No, all right. Uh, thanks for the call, Josh. I, I like the Mike Evans side. In those three-for-one trades, the one player is usually going to be much better. And those other guys, the Jack Doyles, the Amari Coopers, Lamar Millers, those are not guys that I think win weeks. I think people are trying to, you know, really sell high on that Amari Cooper. I don't want it. Give me the Mike Evans side. Happy Halloween, everybody. Tomorrow, we start to preview the games for week eight of the NFL season. And I give you a winner for hashtag Game of Inches for last week and your calls as well as we look to hear through this Zeke news and more trade implications. It's your boy Clark Kent, also known as Speeds, the spitting statistician, holding you down on the Fantasy Freestyle. See y'all tomorrow. Peace. Happy Halloween.